You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers recap episode. We've seen episode 3 of the 35th season, and as always, plenty going on and plenty to digest and talk about. And what better way to do that with a former contestant of Survivor? She competed on the 30th season of Survivor Worlds Apart. She was the co-runner-up of that season. I do, of course, speak of Miss Mama C, Carolyn Rivera. Carolyn, welcome back to the Oz Network. Thank you, thank you. I love coming back to your network. The Oz Network is fabulous. I feel honoured for you to say that, and it's an honour to have you uh, back here on the show. We had uh, Dan kick us off last week, so so far this season for our recap series, we've only had Worlds Apart contestants on, Carolyn. It's kind of like uh, an ongoing thing we've got going on here at the moment, I feel. There you go. I'm telling you, it's the best, uh, the best series, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I actually just rewatched it, funnily enough. When I was speaking to Dan last week, I think I had um, probably watched about three or four episodes at that point. But uh, in the last week, I've, I've watched all of it again. I've actually gone straight through to the end of it. It's the first time I've rewatched your season. So you're very fresh in my nice. mind, Carolyn, right now, actually, having just rewatched your season. Wonderful. Excellent. You know, I actually haven't watched my season in a, about two years, so I'm going to have to do that. Mm, I think you might have to. I, I have to it's, it's actually quite interesting that, um, I mean, you sort of, you watch a season for the first time and you kind of, you're taking it in how you are, but like, obviously when you watch it sort of back to back and are able to digest these episodes and binge them quite quickly, considering knowing what happens, I mean, you can take a whole lot more of it in, obviously, and I mean, I, I found a new found respect for so many players in this game, and I actually found myself really enjoying Worlds Apart. Not that I'm saying I didn't enjoy it uh, the first time around, but I think I, I found myself enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would on a second watch, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. You know, it's it's funny, because every time you see it, you kind of, or anything for that matter, but you see something different. You pick up something else. And so, you know, you remember things, you know, uh, in a, in a different way. And so it kind of fits all together and, and it makes it that much more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. But uh, obviously here to talk about Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, season 35, uh, we're three episodes into it right now. Uh, What's been your general take so far on this season, Carolyn? Have you been enjoying it? You think it's been a good start so far to what we've seen? You know, actually, um, the first episode, I was kind of surprised that it was only a one-hour episode, and uh, I don't really like the one-hour episodes to start it off because you don't really get a good sense of, of who people are, so um, I was really uh, waiting kind of for episode two to, 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 you know, get to us and for us to be able to really um, begin to learn the players and the people and, you know, all of that. So by episode two, I think, you know, things started picking up a lot, and uh, I actually am really enjoying the season. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I think 
it's kind of been interesting reading a lot of people's comments about this online and some people I think weren't overly impressed with the premiere and then some people I think are kind of thinking it's not the best start to a season but yeah I'm enjoying this season I think it's kind of one of these ones that I feel it's going to take a little bit of time to really warm up into the really juicy stuff but I think we've got a great cast I I really enjoy this cast and I was sort of speaking to somebody about this in the last day or so thinking that there's not even really anyone on this cast that I personally don't dislike. You know how you kind of always have somebody you watch a season of Survivor, you're like, yeah, I can't stand them, you know, they're giving me the yeah. like, there's not. I don't know if that's the same for you, but I'm really finding very few people this cast that I'm not, not liking, if that makes sense. Exactly. I really haven't found anyone that I would say, oh my God, why aren't they going next? Yeah. I can't, I can't think of not one person like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely kind so of like I actually am really enjoying this cast as well. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of with the twist, the heroes, healers, hustlers twist. I mean, it, it kind of is, you know, same twist you guys had, right? It's pretty much white collar, blue collar, no collar. They've just sort of rejigged it and renamed it slightly. Uh- <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's interesting kind of how they've sort of done that. I mean, it's, it's an interesting name. I mean, I don't want to take away from the season, but do you think it would have been better if they had just called this blue collar, white collar, no collar two? <laughs> um, no, I think actually it just makes people think of things uh, a little bit differently. And it's funny because when you get on the tribe, you begin to, uh, you know, resonate more with the, with the title, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I think I'm enjoying, you know, kind of figuring out like how people are like, yeah, I'm the hustler or yeah, I'm the hero. You know, I just kind of think it's funny. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, I think one thing that I think I definitely realized in kind of watching your season is that I, I kind of felt that the whole theme of your season sort of fell away a little bit. I, I forgot how much it still played a part into it about, you know, obviously people like Rodney and Mike and Dan still talking up the, the blue collar and then obviously with yourself sort of still, you know, the white collar ethic and everything along those lines that kind of played a huge part with your season. So it's kind of going to be interesting considering that we look like obviously next week it's it's switching up how much of a, right. of a factor this whole heroes, healers, hustlers going to play in. Because we, we definitely got a, a, the element of the hustlers uh, a lot more this episode with, I guess, how they've started off this season. Well, and uh, actually, you know, the reason why we know so much about the hustlers is because they keep losing. Yeah. So when they keep losing, we get to see more of them. And so... Um, you know, so we haven't really spent much time with the healers, but it looks as though next week, uh, next week, it's all going to be about the healers because there's going to be some blow up happening on that camp. <laughs> very much so, very, very much so. I mean, it's, it's it is kind of almost like a mirror image of your season in that aspect too, because I mean, at this point, three votes in. I mean, uh, obviously, no collar had lost uh, two out of three people that time, and we're seeing the hustlers here as well having the same. And I mean, it's. It's always interesting on a three-tribe season kind of what we get. And I guess kind of really what we can do here is just kind of go over briefly what we've seen so far this week with the tribes. I mean, you mentioned the healers. We can probably yeah. start with the healers here, really, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's Love Island on the healers beach right now, isn't it? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, good old Jessica it, and Cole. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because, as you mentioned, it's exactly like our season because the healers are blue-collar, mm-hmm. right, the hustlers are no collar. Yep. 
And the heroes, of course, are white collar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, it's a it's a mirror image, right? So we had we lost the first challenge. They lost the first challenge. Then hustlers lost the next two. That's uh, exactly what happened with no collar. Mm-hmm. And you know, funny enough is that you know they did they took out. Um, one guy, one girl. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah. Same exactly. Exact. It. Yeah. It's crazy. And we. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's literally going along the same parallels. So I'm just I'm just trying to think right. who's got the um who is there a hairdresser tattooed person who's going to go for the uh, healers uh, next week? I don't think there is. Uh, so we can't sort of uh, uh-huh. compare that to the Lindsay vote out next turn around. But the Lindsay um, vote out, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, but you know what they did change up is they they made the swap a little bit earlier. True. Exactly. One round earlier. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. it's, it's interesting just looking at that because we've obviously got 15 people left. So, I mean, you would assume that this necessarily might not be just a case of let's dissolve these into two tribes. I mean, do you feel that maybe they're still going to keep it at three tribes but just switch them around so you've got three tribes of five here to keep it even? Well, you know, I, we were, I was actually talking about that um, earlier today um, because you know, it's an odd number. Mm. So, like, nobody expected a switch-up now, right? They expected it at 14, which would be too easy, 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, but now with 15, it's either going to be 7-8 or it's going to be, yeah, three tribes of five and just, you know, um, swapping out, you know, a, as a random pick who you are. Or maybe they're going to do some, you know, like, team captain type thing yeah. that could happen, you know? Yeah, maybe so, the last last person uh, left out gets sent to, like, exile right. or something and then joins a tribe when they vote someone out or something along those lines. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea what they have in store. I mean, I just think that, you know, they always like to switch it up. So it's, they, you know, when, when people kind of expect things to happen, they do the unexpected. Very true, very true, and that makes our job here on podcast very hard because uh, we like to sound smart and like we're predicting things correctly, and then they just yeah, right. pull the wool over our eyes. Exactly. But I mean, it's the thing that's really I think kind of was a talk about this week though on on the healers, um, obviously with you know Jess and Cole, and it's, it's the age old you know debate about relationships and lovey-dovey stuff happening on Survivor. I mean, we just don't see it post-Rob and Amber. We've seen a few glimmers of it here or there, and it just obviously never works out well for them. Um, I mean, what's what's your take on kind of love stories on, on Survivor, Carolyn? I mean, we I don't think we saw anything on yours. I mean, I, I don't know how the uh, Shireen, no. Shireen Wheel or the, the Shireen Dan love story played out, but um, I don't think it's quite... <laughs> Quite different yeah. to the love story we might they be seeing this time around. madly in love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought so. I thought it was just one of those, you know, opposites attract sort of things, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, the people that play Survivor, it, you know, like from my perspective, it's really pretty funny because, I mean, you're disgusting on Survivor. <laughs> like, what love story you know, it's not like Big Brother where you're in a house, you're brushing your teeth, you're taking a shower, 
you're eating every day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't get the whole, I mean, you know, you're also there and uh, you're very vulnerable because you're tired, you're hungry, you, you want, you know, to really be close to somebody. So if you're single, like those two, well, there's probably four, like those four are, then, you know, it could, it could blossom, I guess, into that. But, you know, on my season, uh, you know, there was absolutely no love affair anywhere. Oh, that's a And shame. as you mentioned, we haven't really seen anything really blossoming. Uh, well, I guess we did see the Biggie Taylor, yeah. um, you know, love story there. And we saw how, how that played out, you know, like Viggy and I were, uh, talking about that tonight, in fact, and, and it was pretty amusing. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the love story thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely worked out. I mean, they're happily married, just like Rob and Amber. They're popping out kids every few years with the middle name of Rose. Uh, it's a love story waiting to happen, so... Uh, yeah, <laughs> not quite the happy ending, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's the thing no. that's fascinating. We've kind of seen, kind of on comparison with the the heroes tribe, is that here we've got Alan trying to you know call out JP and Ashley as a power couple. Uh, then you've kind right. of got Ben trying to play up to this idea. Oh yeah, let let them think that. While he's in a power couple with Chrissy, so there's kind of all that's going on on the heroes tribe is power couple, power couple, power couple. Yet over on the healers, you've got. Like, these two beautiful, young, attractive people flirting on a beach, kissing each other on the cheek, sharing idle stories, and from what we're seeing, no one even knows that these two are kind of a thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, which is hilarious, because they actually are a thing. Uh, and the other two, I mean, I think they were probably getting to be a thing, but that was shut down so early on that... Like, now she's even worried, like, to talk to him at all. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is like, I don't know if I've ever seen something like that before in Survivor, where it's kind of, they're called out as a couple, which they're not at the time. Then kind of, we get this little edit where Ashley's kind of like, oh, JP's so hot, look at him, carrying the fish, like, oh, he's so sexy, but I don't want to talk to him because they think we're a couple, <laughs> so it's kind of Right, like, and then I'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's weird, like, I mean, it's kind of it's enjoyable to kind of see it, because it is also, it's like, the comparison, I, I'm like, I like this sort of Jessica and Cole sort of connection thing, because, I mean, it's... It's, these two are just perfect for each other. I mean, look at them. They're just the most beautiful people on the planet that, you know, these two should be, like, walking red carpets, dressed up, showing how attractive they are. Um, I mean, it's just they yeah, are such a suited couple. <laughs> oh, my God. They're beautiful together. I just love them both. Yeah. It's it's so... Actually, you know what actually reminds me of the more I think about it was um, Erica and... Uh, Eric, sorry, and um, Jamie from China how kind of we had that whole sort of little connection between those two. And even back then, it was like what Eric's saying, like, oh, I'm a virgin and all this sort of stuff. And now we've kind of got Jess sort of admitting that, not straight out to Cole this time around, it's in the confessional. But, I mean, look, right. maybe Jamie and Eric style, these two are going to get married and live happily ever after post-show and just not necessarily do it in the game as much. Exactly, exactly. I mean, who knows, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I mean, I think... Wasn't she's... It? I think they're both, they both think that they're both adorable, so, I mean, you know, like, they both like each other. Yeah. I think, uh, she's a little pissed right now, didn't he, like, spill the beans he on, did. uh... He shared the idol yeah. back there to Rourke, which, um... Right. It's, 
I mean, it's setting it up well. I mean, it's obviously now that we're going to have a switch up, and as we're saying, we don't necessarily know how the card's going to fall, of course. But, I mean, it was, I guess, at this point, setting it up uh, well here for the uh, the healers because it uh, it kind of obviously brought that bit of a, a gap between those two because, yeah, they're flirting, yeah, they're in love, great, fantastic. But then all of a sudden, next minute, she's pissed off at him because she's sharing yeah. the information, which, I mean, Carolyn, you had an idol. You, you managed to keep that secret except from Tyler. Uh, I mean, it's, it's right. obviously an important part of the game to think whether or not you share that information or not. Were you obviously worried that Tyler was going to pull what Cole's doing here and kind of sharing this around the camp willy-nilly like he sort of has at this point? Yeah, I mean, you always worry about that. There's no question. You always worry about that. Um, but he doesn't even have the idol. Mm. You know, like, he just knows who does. Um He's actually putting himself in a bad position because, I mean, you don't know if they're, you know, who's tight with who and who's going to spill the beans. Uh, And they haven't even lost yet. And so now, you know, we know that they are uh, in the swap up, you know, next week. But he didn't know that. So now he shared this information with people that are not even going to be on his team, so it could hurt him, you know, longer term. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you just never know right now because you don't know how it's going to play out. And that's obviously where it is. makes this game so fascinating and why we love it because there's all these kind of different methods and ways it can go about. But, I mean, Joe having the idol, what's, what's your take been on, on Joe so far? I mean, a lot of people compare him to Tony. Uh, I mean, he's maybe, I think at this point, is he a bit calmer than Tony at this point? I don't think he's been quite out there as Tony has been three episodes in. But, I mean, he's got definitely some resemblance to Tony. Oh, yeah. He reminds me totally of Tony, um, the way he, he looks and semi-operates. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that comparison is, is a good one. We'll have to see how you know, good as gameplay is, because we don't really, I don't think we know that yet. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to sort of see that tribe and kind of what they're going, and I, I guess best case scenario here for Joe uh, on this switch would be to not end up on a tribe with either Cole, Rourke, or Jess, because then nobody would know he has that idol, right? Correct, well, right, the four people that know right now, right? Yeah. So, um, what's, What's the other girl's name? Uh, Desi, Desi and, and Mike's also Desi, on that tribe, yeah. 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 So, Desi knows also, right? So Does she? Does, was she there in that conversation? Yeah. Oh, she was, was she? Okay, there yeah. you go. I wasn't paying attention. She was added <laughs> later, remember? She right, in. right, 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 so yeah. literally, because remember, she had a confessional basically saying something like, you know, I'm in, this is a great you're idea right, to, you're get, right. yep. to get him out. Yeah, yeah. So... Basically, everyone knows on that tribe except for Michael, right? Yeah, so well, there you go. That's He basically needs to hope that kind of the survivor gods are on his side then with the switch and that, you know, he ends up on a tribe, um, you know, just with Mike uh, from his, or even none at all. Like, I mean, even if he's the, the lone, uh, obviously, healer, I mean, you don't want to be the lone one on a tribe, of course, but, uh, you know, he no. could use that to his advantage. If he's got this idol, no one knows about it, so, uh, you know, that can't obviously play into his hands and then he might be able to use that for leverage no doubt uh that he's shown he's he's capable of doing at the moment 
Um, even though it really came down to the fact that he couldn't decipher a clue a week ago, which, I mean, that was that was definitely the well when he was looking on that. I think Dan pointed that out last week. And we love Dan, don't we, Carolyn? But I'm sure if even Dan can work out a clue, I think it's pretty safe to say we all can. So uh. <laughs> Right, right. I know. I mean, poor Joe. We were like, okay, what? <laughs> Uh, because if he was you know if he was capable of finding the clue which he did Mm -hmm. um and you know he should have been able to find it on his own without sharing it with anybody nobody would know he has it and he'd be in a much better position yeah yeah how it works sometimes obviously in Survivor uh, I mean the Heroes Tribe we we kind of since they lost the first challenge uh and we we lost Christina we we don't we don't seen a whole lot of them, although we still kind of, as I said, we get sort of the the Ashley perving on JP bit. We still got sort of Alan uh, over the tribe there, kind of you know his ways about it. Um, I mean, I, I did like the little scene though with the coconuts and kind of Alan trying to chop open this coconut and then his sort of way about that. Uh, I mean, what's what's been your take on that? That was pretty funny. What's yeah. Your, what's your uh, take on the Heroes Tribe? Um. Yeah, I mean, I like the Heroes Tribe. Uh, I do think that... um, I I, I, I don't think that Alan has as much control over the tribe as he thinks. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think that people are seeing him as a little bit, you know, like, over the top. (laughs) Crazy sometimes. Mm -hmm. And he thinks it's strategic and, you know, playing into his little plan... Um, but, you know, it, we just won't know yet, you know, we won't know until, uh, well, it doesn't really matter now, right? Because yeah, exactly. the tribes are going to change. And so now he gets a whole new life. So, you know, like the people who are benefiting from this the most, who do you think those are? Uh, I mean, Ben and Chrissy, I think kind of with this little power duo, which they're not, being seen as a power duo because the, the focus is on JP and Ashley. So, I mean, they've kind of right. fitted themselves into a nice little, you know, setting exactly. here. Exactly. And it's funny on Ben's, uh, you know, confessional where he's all like, oh, yeah, power couple, let's make them believe that they're a power couple. And it's like, well, clearly you and Chrissy are the power couple of the Heroes tribe. <laughs> right, right. And and uh, Alan has not picked that up yet. Yeah. Does it does it remind you, know. you sort of the comparisons with heroes to white collar? Does it remind you of kind of like yourself and and Tyler, the the pairing of Ben and Chrissy? Um, yeah, I guess a little bit because uh, I don't think that anyone thought that we were um, a power couple mm. and on that, our season. Yeah. I mean, that could obviously work into their favour then. If no one's seen that, particularly as we know now with this switch, I mean, perfect scenario, they end up together. And, uh, I mean, even if they don't end up together and they're kind of, you know, are able to, to find their way back into it, um, it would be interesting. Right. I think kind of Ben's showing enough game awareness out there. He's, you know, not really kind of getting one. He was, he was the one sort of in that first episode, wasn't he, that he was the one that was basically not in danger at all. Uh, and then Chrissy, right. obviously, you know, since the, the first episode, she was in a bit of danger. She had that idol, but it sort of came to play that, you know, Katrina was always the one going home. I mean, she's kind of also found herself now in a in a very good position. And just even with their edits, just kind of these subtle little things that they're showing with these two, uh, you know, surely it's got to say that they, if they win or not, they, they've got to go far in this game. I think so, too. 
Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, and I'm hoping just for my sake, as I keep saying every week, because I'm, I'm proud of the fact that she's getting a decent edit. Chrissy was my winner's pick, so uh, I'm just hoping that it stays this way. So, um, yes. <laughs> I've never had a winner's pick correct, so this is why I'm kind of like rooting uh, <laughs> for, for, for Chrissy to kind of to, to do well here. Um, and I mean, can I just say again, JP, like we didn't get to see a whole lot of him, but. I kind of mentioned this last week. This guy is just, like, the most positive, nicest guy on the planet. Like, I mean, again, like, they could have lost every single challenge. They could be decimated. But this guy still comes out of the water and is like, oh, yep, you know, it's a great day. I've caught myself a fish and life is great. Let's go swimming. Like, he's just the nicest, most humblest guy in the world. And I just think that exactly. we need to have a, an ongoing thing here with JP. Like, JP, just if there's a problem in the world, JP can come on our TV screens to tell us everything's going to be okay. Exactly. Well, isn't he a firefighter? He is. He is, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we love him regardless. Yes, that's and true. He's, and he's so fabulous. He's, so, yeah. Like, there's nothing not to like about him. The thing that's fascinating is it's kind of that, that stereotype, isn't it, about, like, the sexy firefighter. And I don't know if I've actually ever seen in real life uh, an attractive firefighter. No offense to the firefighters listening to this. I just It's just something that I've never seen. But, like, he is the epitome of an attractive firefighter, is he not? Like, you want to see him on a firefighter's calendar? <laughs> oh, yes, you do. I mean, he's got muscles. He's got a great smile. He's always happy. Like, yeah. Yep. Look, I, I don't necessarily... like the perfect calendar firefighter. Yeah, there you go. If, if he hasn't had one planned already, <laughs> then uh, I think he's going to have one after Survivor. Um, Ashley's going to have to, like, join a queue here at the moment. I'm sure there's going to be... He's going to be beating off women with a stick here at the moment just to, you know, he's going to have that many offers. Um, now, the... the I know. <laughs> I wonder if... Is he single? I think he is. I'm pretty sure I remember something maybe from his bio about that, but... Um, I don't know, like... Yeah, see? Yeah, he might just... I, I really don't know. Maybe that's the first question we can ask yeah. him when we get him on the show. JP, are you single? Uh, <laughs> right, because I'm sure there are plenty of girls out there that want to know. Yes. I mean, I'm married, so I don't want to know, but uh, <laughs> I still think he's fabulous. Uh, now, the Hustlers tribe, obviously, we've been getting a bit of them. I mean, we, we had the them lose once again, and it's obviously came down to, to Patrick and Lauren. Now, before we obviously talk about Patrick, I want to talk about Lauren. I I love Lauren. Like, this is kind of going back to this whole not really disliking anyone. And Lauren kind of pre-game was somebody that I kind of assumed would struggle maybe and not be able to last too long in this game. And I for sure was certain she was going home this vote. I was just like watching that tribal council thinking, oh, Lauren's gone. This sucks. I like Lauren. But I was not expecting Patrick to go. I mean, have you been enjoying Lauren? Because she, she's a, one of these sort of unique ca- contestants in Survivor where we sort of got, like, this, you know, this real, I guess, tough worker female contestant who's a little bit of a, a loner on the outside, which we haven't seen in a while. And I like this kind of, like, archetype of a character when it comes to someone like Lauren. Right. I like Lauren, too. And I love the fact that she was like... Yeah, if I'm going home, I'm not going down without a fight. Yeah. Like, you go, girl. Yeah. You make that happen. <laughs> yeah. She's um she's a tough one and like I loved it in the challenge when obviously Patrick just was going and going and going and Lauren right. like, trying to step in and then we find out that she was like like twenty odd years playing uh, gonna with, feel it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she's like, What did she say? She says, I can nail it from the outfield and hit the catcher you know, 
right in his mitt. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you can, girl. <laughs> you should have been get, given the try. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, it worked in the end because it's kind of just... Obviously, they're talking about this whole sort of division and kind of obviously the conflict within the tribe, and it, it does ultimately border down to Patrick and Lauren. And, I mean, judging a week ago, sort of with the Simone vote and kind of with Ali and just how it all went down, I mean, we found out sort of, you know, through Simone's interviews that she gave to the press after a vote out that um, Ali and, and Patrick knew each other kind of going into the game. They went to college with each other, so there was kind of like this little bit of a connection there. And it's, it kind of, to me, was like, well, you know, Ali and Patrick are going to be unbreakable here, particularly that Ali seems so adamant about him, but... I mean, it, it never turned out that way. Patrick clearly was completely blindsided for it. Do, do you think this was the right totally. right decision? If you're Ali in that situation, is Pat taking out Patrick the right move there over Lauren? I think that, uh, I, I mean, in my estimation, she couldn't sway everybody not to vote him out. I mm. think they thought that he was just way too... Um, you know, random, like they couldn't, he, they never knew which way he was going. Mm-hmm. And so I think they felt a little uncomfortable about that. Mm. And so, you know, regardless, Allie's just one vote. If she can't get the other troops to, you know, join forces, then she has to do what they want or else she's going to be at the bottom. Very true. I mean, now, interesting, interestingly enough, my daughter actually went to the same school that both of them went to. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So does she so know she, does she, she know both of them? or? Yeah, she actually played soccer on... Uh, Allie played on my daughter's soccer team. Wow. And so, yeah, so my daughter knows them. So does she, have, does she have any insight there, Carolyn? Any goss on, on the pairing or...? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think... The only thing I know about um, Patrick, I believe he was a baseball player. Ah, okay. So she, so Allie played soccer and she played baseball. So he was using that connection I mean, he, there too of the throwing that, like, hey, I play baseball too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there exactly. you go. Everyone's connected. What, what college is this? Is this just like the, the zone where everybody went to college in the States and now they're just some sort of connection to Survivor? It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. No, on actually not. <laughs> um, it was uh, Auburn, Auburn okay. Alabama, which is, yeah. I mean, Auburn's a pretty, you know, big uh, sports school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, my daughter was very successful at soccer and so that's why... She went there, and uh, yeah. There so. you go. Wow. We're learning a yeah. lot here. I, I feel like it's kind of like now every single week we're going to have this connection somehow to Auburn in Alabama. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, we're going to play the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game with Survivor contestants. It's like, have you ever been to Auburn, exactly. Alabama? Um, but, uh, that's, exactly. That's fascinating. That's funny. Yeah, we're learning a lot. Yeah. I, I really like that little conversation between Patrick and Lauren in the water there. Just, you know, when like Lauren's calling him out, like... I know you're voting for me. And he's just sort of like, oh, well, you never know. And she's just like, well, tell me who else you can vote for then. And she, he just doesn't say anything. And he couldn't think of one name. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's just like, it's Survivor 101, isn't it? Like, just come up with a name and just say yes, basically. Like, if Lauren says, oh, let's go after Ryan. Yes, let's go after Ryan. Like, yeah. just say yes to let's everything. Do it. Yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah, like, he couldn't even figure out a name of somebody... 
Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, it was it was crazy. Just just quickly on Ali. I mean, what, what's been your take generally on her? Because I mean, we're getting a lot of sort of airtime with her. She sort of is seemingly the one that's in, in control there over on the uh, on the the hustlers. I mean, are you sort of impressed with how she's playing this game at the moment? Oh yeah, I think she's playing a great game right now. I do. Uh, I actually liked her. Um, I saw her from the first episode. She got a lot of airtime, so I thought, hmm, okay. I think she's. Uh, She's got some game. Mm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for yeah. Ali. And just just on Patrick, yeah. b- before I get your viewpoint, I, I've got to. I've, we're trying to get sponsored. I feel a little bit here on the Oz Network, Carolyn. So I just want to take this time out to say, uh, if you're in Auburn, Alabama, or if you're in Nashville, Tennessee, and you need something moved, call Bolt Movers. They're fantastic. Patrick's company. Uh, if in Nashville, six one five two one nine nine eight zero one, and Auburn, three three four five two one two zero nine two for all your moving needs. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work now that he's not in the game anymore, but uh, we'll keep trying it. Uh, I mean, is Patrick, exactly. is Patrick, I mean, just anything you can sort of add on, on his game? I mean, he was entertaining from what we saw of him, uh, but I don't know how much game awareness he had. Yeah, I mean, I think Patrick was going in there, uh, you know, just, I don't know, thinking kind of, he wasn't really... I think he thought he was fitting in, but he wasn't really fitting in. Hmm. You know, like, people thought he was a little wacky, and I don't think that he saw himself like that in any way, shape, or form. Is that compar- comparable to maybe, like, Shireen or Max on your season at all? Um, honestly, I don't think so, because I think uh, that... Shireen knew exactly what she was doing. Right. You know, like, I think that it was just a very different um, situation okay. there. I'm trying to yeah. loosely get something there in terms of connection. We, we can work yeah. something out with Patrick. I mean, who, who would Patrick be? Who, who do you think Patrick closely resembles then from your season? Mm. Um... I don't think we really had a guy like him on our season, honestly. He's unique. Patrick, the unique man. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little bit unique in that, you know, um, yeah, because we didn't really have somebody that was unaware of how they were coming across, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah. There you go. Alrighty. Now, we're going to get to some listener questions in a sec here, Carolyn, but before I do, just um, we rate each of these episodes, kind of as I explained to you a little bit off air, uh, just to kind of get a vibe where we're going with this season and uh, kind of, you know, just what we do here on the Oz Network in terms of when we analyse or talk about a, a, a movie or a, or a TV show. So basically what we do for our uh, ranking system is if you loved this episode, you thought it was fantastic, you buy it. If you thought, yeah, that was okay, it wasn't too bad, you rent it. And if you thought, that was shit, that was terrible, I'd rather spend the night, I don't know, with, with Dan in his manties, uh, I would, I would bin it. Uh, I mean, what? Are you, I don't know why I'm ripping into Dan. He loves it. Uh, what would you do with this episode, Carolyn? Would you buy it, rent it, or bin it? Um, I think I would. I mean, I definitely do not think it was a bad episode mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would buy it. I like the lead up I liked the tribal council um I loved the blind side mm-hmm. 
so, I mean, you know, uh, I think initially, yeah, I mean, I think I, think I would buy it. I, I am with you there, Carolyn. I agree basically with what you said too. Uh, I think it was kind of, it was a fun episode. We had some nice little sort of humorous moments in there with like the whole coconut situation, even sort of the, the whole flirting situation, the kissing on the beach was cute. And then, yeah, the blind side, again, was great. I, I like a blind side that blindsides the audience as well. And I think, as I said, like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Pa- I assumed that Lauren was definitely going. So for me, I was with yeah. Patrick. I was like, holy shit, Patrick's going home. Okay. So... Uh, I'm with you there. Completely agree. I'm buying it yeah. as well. Um, yeah. So there we go. All right. So we've got some listener questions here. Now, I am uh, excited that we get some great ones. And as I've said a few times during our Australian Survivor co- uh, coverage as well, we've got some great questions coming in from our listeners. So I, I highly applaud our listeners for coming up with them because there's some fun little games here that the listeners like to send in to Carolyn. So it's not just all questions. There's even some games involved. So we'll get to those. Um, okay. But we'll start off with Jean. Uh, thanks, Jean, for your question. She says, I feel like I'm watching an alternative universe, an alternate universe, sorry, uh, version of Marquesas, where Patricia Jackson is actually fitting in with her tribe. I can't believe Lauren Rimmer has survived so far. I hope she keeps going. I freaking love her. Does Lauren feel like an old school casting choice? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, well, I mean, on her tribe, um, she's basically the old lady, mm. right? Mm-hmm. She's the older lady. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that that's a old school casting because they usually have one old lady, because I was one of them, <laughs> on, on each of the tribes, you know? And so, and the old lady never fits in, you know? <laughs> I mean, typically. Uh, you, have to, you have to whirl your way in, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but it can happen. It, it, it happens. So, yeah. Um, I don't think she's old school. I just think that she's the, the older person on the tribe. It's just it's just getting, like, we, we always seem to get you guys to the end. It's just we never seem to get you guys over the... You, your games are never respected, Carolyn, right? That's what that's our problem in Survivor right now. You it's never can cross so that annoying. final line at the end. <laughs> it is so annoying. I'm so over it, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, I'm going to win next time. That's just the way it is. It's it's You heard it here first on the Ultimate <laughs> Network, folks. It's, it, it, it's happening. Um, Leah P, thanks, Leah, for your question. Uh, now, she sort of asked a question here that I think we kind of answered. Carolyn, did they make the right decision keeping Lauren over Patrick? Would you have done the same? Um, you know, it's so hard to decide right there because um, we don't really know the full story. We don't know, you know, what was going on at camp. Obviously, you know, not uh, allowing, not tapping out in a challenge is bad mm-hmm. because uh, everyone wants the opportunity and uh, one person cannot take the team to the end. So you have to, um, you have to do that. You, you, you can't. So, I mean... We, I guess we'll see, you know, I guess we'll see, um, because, I mean, for Allie's 
point of view, they were they were going to be tight till the end, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking that they both you know know each other from from before, that's uh, an advantage. But see how it didn't even play out. So I don't know. I guess it's too uh, too soon to tell whether it was a full fledged fabulous uh, you know uh, decision or not. Mm. But clearly, it was. Uh, a full tribe decision. We will see, obviously, how that will play out. Now, Leah adds at the yeah. end, I'm happy that a non-Gamebot person like Lauren is playing a better game than, say, the Gamebot players. Love Queen Lauren. I hope she sticks around for a long time. Love her, my favourite of the season, along with Ryan and Desi. It's, it's interesting, like, Lauren, she's obviously getting a lot of fan love out there. As soon as, as soon as the word Queen is uttered, you know the Survivor fan community has accepted you. So, um, exactly. Right. So there and you go. we, we definitely think she's a queen. We love her. Agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah. Craig Lowe, Craig says a good episode this week and really shocked Lauren survived. I actually like her. She seems like a sweet soul. I'm surprised she didn't blow up at Patrick Moore. Will next week switch see one person exiled if we go to two tribes of seven? We kind of touched on that one. Uh, Survivor really isn't much a surprise with the tri slots these days. That getting rid of Patrick now isn't a surprise if the players, you know, they were building up. Okay, his question is, Carolyn, who would you have made an alliance with if you were on this season? Hmm. I would have made an alliance with Lauren. Mm-hmm. Ryan and Allie. I'd like Those to are my that. three favorites. I like that. That's a, that's a good alliance, buddy. Group yeah. there. I like it. Good question there, Craig. Just one thing, actually, I want to say. Uh, I don't know if you're much of a... Are you, are you aware of or a fan of uh, Mario Lanza's Funny 115 at all, Carolyn? 115. Do you know what that is? No, I don't know what it is. So Mario Lanza, steamed uh, survivor writer, has been around for a long time. He's sort of he's very well known. He wrote a, a funny one one five for the first ten seasons of Survivor many years ago. That was very popular, kind of pointing out like the funny moments of Survivor. Then he did a two, okay. a, a version two point for like the middle seasons, and he's just currently going through his third one, where it's from seasons twenty one to thirty. And I was just reading through some of them the other night, and I just, I have to point this out. At number 66, he's got an entire entry devoted to you, and I need to send this to you because yeah. it's actually quite funny. I want to read out, bear with me here, Carolyn, because I want to read out what he says at the beginning, because it's sound, it, like this is hilarious. So. He starts okay. off by saying, In season 30 of Survivor, we were introduced to a fierce new competitor who was liked and respected by all, who was amazing in the challenges, and who came very close to winning. I can only be talking about Carolyn Rivera, a.k.a. Mama C, who not only came exceptionally close to winning Worlds Apart, who could easily make the case that she probably should have, but didn't because middle-aged women tend to get screwed during this particular era of Survivor. It's backing up our fact from before. Uh, so anyway, you have Carolyn, who was smart, who was fierce, and who was a great competitor, and above all, a great all-around package. But I don't want to talk about any of that. I'm here because I want to pay a tribute to that amazing resting bitch face that she has. <laughs> <laughs> so he's done an entire entry here where he's, like, screenshotted all of your amazing facial expressions. Uh, there is literally... Oh, right. he, he's done the top 20. Like 20 of them, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. It's brilliant uh, <laughs> but then he, he adds at the point it's like she, she's not always you know got that face she's also gets happy and smiley as giddy as everyone else um, but I don't know if you've seen that I but know. it's hilarious <laughs> somebody sent that to me and I was like oh my god it's true look at that what is wrong with me 
I was oh. reading that and I just could yeah. not stop laughing. The other one that I love too from your season is he's done a whole entry on Rodneyisms, um, oh. which just oh, which are hilarious also, right? It, yeah, yes, very funny. much so, very much so. Just wanted to point that one out to you there. Uh, all oh right, Marlene, God, yeah. Marlene Bottoms. Uh, thanks, Marlene. Loved your final. Uh, Australian Survivor, final recap with Flick. Can't wait to see her back and Benry, I hope does. I heard you were doing... Uh, oh, I heard you are doing your own podcast, Mama C, soon. Anything you can say about it? There you go. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So, actually, I am going to be doing a podcast on um, kind of like, not just like Survivor, because... Mm-hmm. I know people are going to want to talk Survivor, so of course I'm going to be able to talk Survivor. But it's, you know, what I do is I work with people um, right now to get them to, you know, take a deep breath in and kind of see kind of where they're going, what they're doing, and are they on track. So um, I help people achieve their goals. Fantastic. And so the podcast is going to be about leadership. It's going to be, you know, focused on my mantra of believe, commit, achieve. Um, what does it take, you know, to change your mindset? How do you create your own vision? How do you really go after what is important to you? Um, so some things like that. And then adding back in, you know, how I did those things on Survivor. Right. And, and, and so that's kind of what my podcast is going to be all about. And what's it going yeah. to be called? Is it I going to be called, like, Mama C has a podcast, or is it going to have a catchy, catchy name? I don't that? know. <laughs> I was going to actually send out a tweet, and you can ask your fan base, sure. what should I call my podcast? Perfect. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I won't suggest so the Resting Bitch Face podcast. That's probably a bit uh, t- on the nose, but uh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's a great idea for sure. Um, we will definitely retweet that out whenever RBF. you put it out there. RBF with <laughs> Carolyn Rivera. Mama C brings RBF to life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of I, yeah. I, 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 once you start podcasting, Carolyn, you're addicted. So um, just, just I let know. You know. <laughs> oh my god! I know. I know. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to get the. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get addicted pretty quickly. You will. You will indeed. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that for sure, and we'll uh, we'll definitely tweet out and uh, get some of our listeners to send you some suggestions as well. But thanks, Marlene, for that. Uh, question i'll come back to granny survivor she's always our last one we do here um so what do we got here rachel harper uh that's more of a question related at me i'll come back to that one rachel uh lad undercover 22 on twitter now i think you saw this one because you replied to this one on twitter uh what's your thoughts on your cast fitting into our overall master ranking so i don't know if you kind of saw that that post that we had or knew what that was about um, I did. Yeah. So, um, I, I, well, I didn't know it. Was, I didn't know what it was about. Um, and then somebody sent me the uh, the link, mm-hmm. so I got to see the 
um, you know, who was put where, basically. Yeah. So I guess I'm 57. You, you were the, the highest. List. You were the highest. Because uh, we, we basically, we did that list uh, a couple of years ago, just before your season. So we ranked all 442 okay. players. Took us 33 hours. Carolyn, as I always say, we don't have a life, so that's why we did it. But then, so what we've done uh, in the lead up to this season, because there'd been five seasons that had passed since we'd done it, we thought we'd update it. So we sort of came together, worked out some rankings, and you were the highest non-winner, uh, highest one-time non-winner, so not including the returning players who came back on uh, Game Changers and Second Chances uh, from the last right. five seasons. So basically, you were the highest non-winner uh, that we rated that w- from the last five seasons. So that's your distinction, I guess. Wow, that's fabulous. Yeah, I was looking at my cast, so I was like, all right, well, Mike's in front of me because he's a winner. Mm-hmm. And then I was the next one from Worlds Apart, so I felt good about that. So thank you to you and your fans for you're, you're uh, welcome. For believing in me and giving me that high ranking. You're most welcome. We, uh, Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun kind of updating it because, you know, it, it, it turned out to be quite a popular series of episodes that we did back in the day. We, we, we honestly thought no one would listen to them because they were so long, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite an interesting experience to have to rate every single player who ever played this game. And then we're going to update it every five seasons to try and keep it sort of updated and relevant. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so. It's, it's fabulous. But I didn't, uh, I didn't know anything about it. And so I wonder, you know, how to get the word out because that's, uh, it, it, it's an interesting... Um, you know, concept. Concept. yeah, I will. I mean, a lot of a lot of people like Lad Undercover. He um, he has he asked a similar question to Dan last week, and I, I feel like this will be an ongoing one as we have newer cast members over the the coming weeks. When it was initially put out there, we sort of had a bunch of our listeners would always send in a listener question. Like I remember we had Jonathan Penner on the show, and somebody was like, "Oh, what do you? How do you feel about placing whatever number Penner came in?" And Penner was just like, what the hell is this bullshit? I'm so much better than these people. That's, you know, put me up higher. Um, so, so much like Seinfeld there. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's interesting kind of with it because the thing that we found with it is that, um, you know, like we, we're going to rank somebody at a certain place. Uh, another podcast or another fan will completely disagree with us and go off at where we've put a certain person. And again, it's the beauty of Survivor. We can talk about it all the time about whether or not a certain player is better than another or this, that, and everything else. Uh, and that's why it's fun to debate about it. So, yeah, some some, right. players, some players are definitely aware of their rankings. Some are fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I think Dan was pretty satisfied with his last week. But um, others, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> they are... Uh, they like to, to have fun with it, but yeah, exactly. I'm sure, as I said, we'll get a few more of those over the coming weeks. Thanks, Lad Undercover. Uh, Mitch uh, says... Now, Mitch uh, sends these questions in. We've just obviously covered Australian Survivor, so he sends these into a lot of our Australian contestants, but this is actually good for you as well. Uh, first question Mitch asks, who was the biggest diva around camp on your tribe? Hmm... The diva on our tribe. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, I don't really think we had a tribe of divas <laughs> at all. So none honestly. at all? Um, now, uh, when I think diva, I think women. So uh, <laughs> I think the women were all very hardworking and always 
uh, working. Can be men. We've had um, men answered for this question before. So commonly men yeah, usually I actually mean, are answered for this one, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, the one... So, I mean, everyone knows that Rodney probably did the least amount of work, you know, <laughs> on on the, at the camp. You know, he, he wasn't loving that part of it. So um, from a work standpoint, um, you know, there wasn't like somebody who was like, uh, a standout diva, okay. um, but if I had to rank somebody who did the least amount of work at the camp um, and trying to get the most food, <laughs> <laughs> that would have to be Rodney. Yeah. So he'll hate he'll ha- he'll hate me for that, but that's okay. As long as we don't hear him mention his birthday one more time, that would be fine. Uh, and then <laughs> the next one, Mitch asks here, uh, who was the most annoying that you would be pleased to send them to Exile Island from your season? <laughs> <laughs> Mitch likes the tough ones. Uh, well, listen, I don't think there's any. Um, hidden uh, <laughs> thoughts that, uh, you know, Shireen probably didn't love me on the <laughs> season. Uh, and so I would send Shireen to Exile Island. Now, no disrespect to Shireen. Uh, did she like anyone on your season? <laughs> Shireen, uh, I mean, Shireen didn't get along with a lot of people, you know. I mean, I think... I think when Max left, you know, that's when uh, our relationship went downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it went, like, crashing down at that point because um, she was on a mission to get me out and I was kind of probably on a mission to get her out. Um, but... I mean, she didn't get along with Dan. She didn't get along with Will. She didn't get along with Joaquin. She didn't get along with uh, Rodney. She didn't really get along with me, other than you know the first you know few days on the island. So hmm. I don't know. She got along with the monkeys in the trees. Like she liked watching them. Yeah, so. she did like to watch them do their business. <laughs> yeah, just. The, the, going back to the the article there of the RBFs, just just literally when it comes down to it, when she comes back and is telling you about the monkey sex and just the look on your face when they kind of edited in. Oh my god! Brilliant. I know that was one of my really standout RBFs because I was like, "Are you kidding me right now? Like we are on Survivor, like the best show ever, and that is what you're taking away from this experience." Oh, Lord. I don't know. I just couldn't even, yeah, I yep. couldn't even hide it. <laughs> Hello, Serene, if you're listening, and uh, thanks, Mitch, for your uh, for your questions there. Now, uh, Sasha Pewter-Schmidt, love saying her name. I say that all the time. She has a bit of a game here. So, essentially, I'm going to give you a couple of names here of some former Survivor contestants, and you have the option of either kissing them, slapping them, hugging them, or running away. So, um, you've got a few options. Kiss, slap. Hug or run away. Or run okay. away, yes. Okay, so the first one here, Jeff okay. Farner. Oh, hug. Hug, all right. Uh, Rupert. Yeah. Um, I loved him on the show. I don't know him, so I would have to uh, 
what is it? Kiss, kiss, slap, slap hug, hug, or run away. Or run away. I would, I would do hug for him too. Okay. Uh, what about Corinne? Oh, kiss. I love Corinne. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Nalia. Nalia. Oh, kiss. Yeah. Kiss. Oh, lots of kissing. We love the love. Uh, what about Aubrey? Oh, yeah. She's one of my faves. Wow. Um, yeah. See, I've met those people. Mm-hmm. I know them. Yeah. So she's definitely kiss. You would have. Uh, kiss, hug. We'll obviously. Love. I, I yeah. had the pleasure of hanging and meeting you, of course, at Reality Rally last year, and Corinne came to that party, exactly. didn't she? Exactly. Uh, that the Friday yes, night. She did. Night. That's right. Yeah. 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 Good times. Remember that, uh, Saree. What would you do with Saree? Oh, I would lo- hug. I don't know her. I've only talked to her, uh, you know, via phone, text, things like that. But she seems fab. I I would love to meet her. He's a fun one, Dan. What would you do with Dan? Dan Foley? Yes. My Dan? Yes, your Dan. I would hug Dan. Aww. I would hug Dan. Okay. Um, I feel like we need Even to... Even though he, prob- he, pre- he probably... Did he ever talk about that night? Because it still haunts him, I think. Which one? The... When he the, went home? The when or? I played the idol. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we had a four-hour interview with Dan uh, when we first oh. had him on the show. So I'm sure it was mentioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like we we needed to get Dan on again this week just so we could start the anyone but Mike chant that you started so fantastically at Reality Rally. Uh, we just <laughs> didn't really play out too well yes. for us because Mike kicked our asses again. But whatever. Uh, I know it's so annoying. <laughs> um, Richard, what would you do with Richard Hatch? Oh, I'd hug Richard Hatch. Hug Richard Hatch. Uh, Sue Hawk. Yeah. Who? Susan Hawk. Susan Hawk, okay, from season one. Yes. Uh, I don't know her at all. Okay. Um, hmm. So would you just say hi and run away? I mean, or? I would. I would like to meet her. Yeah. I mean, sure. it's not. There's not a lot of people that I don't want to meet. You know, okay. Okay. like honestly. Um. So you're probably not gonna have me say like. Slap well, or run I don't away. Even know. Run, run away or slap. Yeah, we don't, we don't need. We don't need to warn Rob of the emergency podcast button again this week. Fair enough. Um, what about what about Billy? <laughs> Billy Billy Garcia. Have you met Billy? Oh yes, he's fabulous. I met him at um, Hearts of Reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll hug Billy. All right. What about Mike? Your Mike, Mister Holloway. Oh my Mike! Of course I'm going to hug Mike, <laughs> even though. I should slap him for winning, but I can't because I love him, you know, so, like, that's not even fun anymore. It's a love slap, uh, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the final one on this list, Sandra. What would you do with Sandra? Oh, my God, yes. Uh, I would give her a big, fat, juicy kiss. She's one of my faves. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, as always, Sasha. And Mike, Mike would get a big, fat, juicy kiss, too, but he's okay. a guy, and so I can't really do that. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. True, true there. Uh, Hilda O'Connor. Yeah. Hilda says, uh, first of all, Ben, I loved your exit interviews for Australian Survivor. Pete really has to return to your show for future interviews and recaps. Such a lovely guy. I'm so glad I watched your version as an American. It was a fun experience. Uh, thanks, Hilda. Yes, we'd love to get Peter on again at a future point. Uh, Hilda asks you, Mama C, 
Did you meet Phoebe and Flick from Australian Survivor at Re- Hearts of Reality this year when they attended? I did. What did you think of they good old Flick and Phoebe? Fabulous. Yeah. Well, I had met I had met Flick on a podcast somewhere. I don't know which podcast she was on. Maybe she was on Dick at Night, or I'm I'm not really sure. But mm-hmm. I met her on a podcast, and then I met her in person. So yes, they. Those two are absolutely fabulous. I had so much fun hanging out with them. Did you get a chance to watch any of uh, their season or any of the Australian Survivor since it's returned? I have never seen a, uh, an Australian Survivor. And I know somebody sent me like the instructions one time on how to view it because you can't just view it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but I don't remember where that is. So I would actually... If anyone has that link again, just send it to me so that I could um, that I could watch. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially um, we, when my survivor's not on, I need another survivor to watch. Well, you know? we we can definitely hook you up there. Well, if we can't, we're sure some of our listeners can because um, yeah, it's, it's it's been an interesting time being a fan in this country of uh, Survivor, <laughs> Carolyn, because we sort of had game changes. Then New Zealand had their version, so we were watching that. Then we've had Australian Survivor. Now we're back into US Survivor. We've basically been non-stop Survivors since about February this year. So. Um, it's <laughs> right, and we have to wait a long time, like yeah. the whole entire summer. Yeah, we are off, so yeah. yeah, we need we need Survivor in the summer so that we could, you know, yep, the not new- miss. Not miss it. New Zealand yep. and Australian ones need to be sent over there more so. Uh, Miranda says, uh, Mama C, what is your favourite challenge that you competed on during your season? <laughs> well, um, I actually loved um, the one where I was actually holding... Uh, you know, you've got your body weight, 25% of your body weight above mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and then the water thing. Yep. Um, I love that one for two reasons. One is because it was so freaking hard, and mm. I, like, had no clue whether I was going to, you know, like, make it. And then when I saw Sierra drop and it was only me and Shireen left, like, I knew... I, I had no choice but to win, you know, like I had to win that, uh, that challenge. And so, you know, from a internal push yourself point of view, the fact that I was able to win that challenge, uh, became one of my favorite challenges, even though after I let go of that bar, I don't think I could move my hands <laughs> for like five whole minutes. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Good question there, Miranda. Thanks for that one. Um, Anna asks, what did you think of uh, Haley and Sierra on Game Changers, and did they contact you at all to be on that season? I was contacted to be on that season. I think everyone knows that. It's it's out there, and in fact, I think uh, Jeff Probst even um, was asked by Entertainment Weekly about, you know, how come Mama C is not on Game Changers. Um, so I was an alternate and I was, you know, seconds away from getting on, but I didn't get on. Damn. And so, uh, you know, in my mind, it just wasn't meant to be. And when it is, it will be. And so that's the way I think of it. (laughs) And I love the fact that we had two world's part people on there. Hmm. 
And yeah, I mean, yeah. very like Sierra was just. I loved watching Sierra again. She was so good at that game, and um, she played such a great game. Yeah. I mean, I think she really, I think she really showed her stuff, and I think she really stood out um, her second season more, more so. Yeah. Very much so. Thanks, yeah. Anna, for that one. And again, third time lucky, though, Carolyn. So close to second chances. So close to game changes. So uh, I know. It's like I'm always the next person up. You're, you you're the new like, Terry the Deets. Hell? You're the new one that's on that every like alternate list, but you will eventually get your shot. So <laughs> Right. I mean, I don't want to be 102, so they better nah. get with the program and make it happen. <laughs> Come on, Jeff, if you're listening. Hurry up. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, just on that note, uh, Margaret Smith's uh, question here. Um, how do you think you would have done if you were on Game Changers or Second Chance? I mean, it's, it's an open-ended question, obviously, because based on who you would have been on there instead of. But, I mean, just as, as a general thought process, were you watching both those seasons? I think we might have asked you that for Second Chances. But Game Changers, I mean, do you think that would have been a season that would have suited you based on how it all turned out? I mean, honestly, uh, what am I going to say? I'm, of course I'm going to say I should have won both. Um, <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I, it, you, have, you have no idea how things are going to work out because you don't know who you're with, you don't know who to, you know. So uh, it's funny because you think you can plan ahead. You can't plan ahead because you don't know who you're going to be, be, you know, standing next to. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I, I don't really have a great answer for that because I really don't know. But, you know, I think that I can, you know, that I, I can fit into, uh, you know, getting to know people and talking to people. And, and so, yeah, I think I, I will do good in, in that aspect of it because that's just who I am. You know, I love people. I love talking to people. I love the game of Survivor. You know, like there's, just nothing no downside you know where some people you know they love the game but they don't love the experience i actually loved the experience as well you know like even when i was starving i still loved it you know what i mean (laughs) yeah 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 well two-time winner basically she would have won both seasons let's be honest uh all right so yeah (laughs) two more here to go and these are both fun ways to end it so ruth marie she's she sent this question into our last two um guests on the show our we had flick on funnily enough for australian survivor and we had dan on as i mentioned last week so this is uh basically i'll read this out carolyn if you were sent to exile island reward boat it's a thing now that cochran had it last season uh for the length of yeah, two be, days yeah. uh until the next tribal council you got to sit with a former player and chat and you got an option to choose from one of four advantage rewards which would you take so she's come up with four different possible rewards that you could choose from and you have to tell me which of these you think you would choose if you were in the game so okay first option is called the vote tripler which gains the ability to add three votes to only one player in a tribal council but the consequence is you are unable to vote in the next tribal council uh number two the spy bunker This allows you to spy on the other tribe in an underground bunker located directly under the other tribe's shelter. You will have access to this for 30 minutes. Number three, vote reveal. You can play this at any tribal council until final seven. And when you come back to camp, you will have a note in your personal belongings that tells you who voted for who. 
Or number four, the mutiny idol. Play it to save whoever has the most votes from elimination, but send them to the other tribe instead. Hmm. Um. I wouldn't do the bunker. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, um... I probably wouldn't do the three votes because then you lose a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so you save somebody and then you basically send them to to the the other tribe. Yes, yes. Basically. And then the other op- What was the the other ones that vote reveal? One? So basically, once you come back from tribal, you have a note telling you where all the votes went that night. Um, probably a vote reveal. Okay. Be an interesting way of seeing it, wouldn't it? Because then, like, you could tell who was lying to you, uh, or things like that. So, yeah, for sure. Love that question, Ruth Marie. I know you're going to send that one in constantly throughout the season, so thank you for that. Now, last one here from our beloved Granny Survivor. She's a long-term listener of this show, uh, Carolyn, who likes to send in some interesting things. So she's got a couple of quick-fire questions here, and then she's going to close it off with a fun little game here for you. So, first of all, Granny Survivor says, Hello, dears. I had a fun time listening to your season final podcast of Australian Survivor with Flick. I'm going to really miss Australian Survivor, but my love for our original Survivor is now back in full force. What an episode this week. I seriously was fooled. I literally thought tonight was the end for Lauren. Patrick going surprised me. I'm so glad because I really do love Lauren and look forward to you interviewing her. Thank you, Granny. Now, all right, so quick fire questions here for you, Carolyn. She first of all asks, what was the most interesting fan interaction you ever, ever had? Um... I think that the most interesting fan interaction was um, one of the fans. Uh, I was living in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I uh, I got I think an IM or I don't know how they contacted me, um, but this guy contacted me, and he's like I. You know, I live in, I don't know, two hours away, wherever he lived. And he said, uh, I would love to meet you. I'm a super fan of the show. You know, um, would that be okay? And so I said, okay, well, I'll meet you, you know, like at the mall, whatever, (laughs) out in the open, because you never know if it's like, you know, psycho crazy or or whatever. (laughs) And so uh, my husband and I went to the mall together, and, uh, and he was in high school. He said he was in high school. And so I was thinking, yeah, right, you're in high school. Okay, this sounds a little sketchy because, <laughs> like, are you really going to drive two and a half hours? Yeah, my dad's going to drive me. I'm, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we see. Um, so I get to the mall, and... The guy drove two and a half, the, the dad drove two and a half hours. Wow. And I got to meet this high school fan that was, like, super excited. And, uh, like, I made his day. We talked, you know, just him and I. And my husband, you know, was sitting at a different table. And his dad was sitting at a different table. So, you know, we just, like, basically talked for, like, an hour 
or so, and he asked me a zillion, you know, survivor questions, and it was just something that made his day. So Fantastic. I was super excited about that. Yeah, oh, that's sweet. Fantastic. Good, good question there, Granny. Good answer. Um, which three people from your season? Not uh, including you, because you obviously would choose yourself, because I think, as Granny points out, she would also choose you. Uh, do you feel deserve a second chance? And let's go with people that already <laughs> haven't had a second chance, because a lot of people from your cast already have. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so the people in my season that have not had a second chance that deserve a second chance mm-hmm. are, and not including me, because obviously, yes, I deserve yes. it at the tippy top of the list. Of course. And so I would choose Mike, mm-hmm. right? I think he deserves a second chance, even though he's a winner. Um, I would choose uh, So. Mm-hmm. I think she deserves a second chance. And then I would choose... um, I think I would choose either Joaquin or Lindsay. Okay. I'd I'd say that. I I was a big Joaquin fan. He was my winner's pick, funnily enough. But uh, I actually really like Joaquin. Um, He is super sweet he is like one he first of all he's hilarious and second of all he's just like super sweet there you go well cbs you're listening we give me some yeah. ideas uh now next one what were your thoughts on game changes as a whole like the entire season did you enjoy it oh yeah i thought it was a great season i mean i like the returning player season interestingly enough when i was a non-player I was like, oh, my God, you guys are doing another returning player season. Why don't you give other people an opportunity to play, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Now I'm like, oh, my God, you're doing so many newbie seasons. You need to do (laughs) a couple of returning player seasons. I'm so sick of these newbies because I want to (laughs) play. Um, but I think that it's a totally different game when it's new, uh, when it's newbies versus returning players. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, uh, that's the part I love about it. You know, like every time I talk to somebody who's played again, they're just like, yeah, your second season is just like so different. And so, yeah, I think it, it I, I loved the game changer season. I think the, uh, you know, the cast that they had out there was a good cast, and I thought they, you know, they did uh, a great job on the show. So, agree. I think agree. what was good about it was that you saw, like, different sides of different people because, you know, when you have a returning player season, a lot of the players that they choose have made it far in the game. Yeah. So, you know, all these players know what it feels like to get, you know, down the road in the game, um, pretty much, you know, most of them. And so that's the part that I think comes across as, you know, everyone's felt it, everyone's been there. So it changes the game a little bit, I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Now, the final one she asked you before we get to this game to close it off with, uh, have you ever been to Australia? It is on my bucket list. No, I have not. Wow. You know, wow. I actually had a couple of times where I was so close to going for work and then something happened and I didn't go. Um, and uh, I typically take vacation in the summertime, 
which is not your summer. So <laughs> you have to take your vacation summer is like our January. So, yeah. you know, January, February for us. Um, so it's on my bucket list. I'm going to get there. It's just I, I don't know when yet. Well, I mean, again, I don't really, I don't really have the power. Uh, I often do this to my friends in America, but I'm just going to say it anyway. On behalf of the government of Australia, Carolyn, you are formally invited to come to our great land. Uh, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, it holds no sway. Like, please don't show up on our border and no, go. Oh, Ben Waterworth said I could okay. come here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said I could come. I don't even need a visa. Like, come on, yes. open the door. <laughs> Very it's relaxed. Party. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, now, so we'll close this off. A bit of a game. So basically, uh, Granny Survivors, as our last few uh, recappers, she's managed to play a little game. So she has given me five quotes here. Now, these are you, you just basically a true or false game here, Carolyn. This is essentially okay. five things that she's asking you. Did Dan Foley say this on his Survivor CBS bio or not? So, (laughs) now, basically, I'll read these out and you're going to tell me true or false. All right. The first one here. Did Dan Foley say, I'm very generous? Um, Well, let me start by saying I have no idea what anyone's bio says. So, okay. Um, But I would have to say true. That's false. Apparently, he didn't say that. But uh, it's something mm, you think okay. he would say. Uh, the second one here. I went on my first airplane ride and jumped out at 13,000 feet. Okay, wait a minute. Do I remember that he told me that he did skydiving? I would say false. That's true. That's uh, okay. apparently true. There you go. Uh, number three, I think I have Stephanie's competitive spirit. Stephanie's? Yeah, I'm guessing... Oh, Stephanie... LaGrosa, uh, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say true. Yeah, that is true. That is That one is 100% yeah. true. There you go. Uh, number four, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. It's not very nice, Ben. I am the nicest guy around if you don't piss me off. <laughs> I would have to say true. That's false, apparently. That, that, that definitely sounds like a Dan quote. I would have definitely said true for that one myself as well. Um, yeah. The final okay. one here, uh, I'm guessing this would be in the category of what pisses you off. Uh, people who drive too slow in the fast lane. Um, I don't know. I would have to say... I mean, I... I could see him saying that, but I'm going to say false. It's true, that one, apparently. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't do so well in that game. Ah, uh, we'll rig it. We, we can we can edit those answers around and make you sound like you said yes and correct for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll help you out, Carolyn. It's all good. Um, that's, how much I read, that's how much I read the bios. I could tell you that I have not read not one bio on any person in season 35. There you go. Well, we, we, I'd sort of gone away a little bit from doing it, um, but for this season, I always like, my favourite part of the bios is when they compare themselves to a former player, and when it's generally yeah. always, you know, Poverty, Boston Rob, Russell, it's always the usual ones. But I, I always like it when they do come out of the left field and give us a random one. Um, and we had yeah. a few this season who gave, who gave a few like that, so, um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They're unique ones. Yeah. Do you know that... Every single solitary season since the year 2000, right? Since season one. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I never, ever even knew those files existed, uh. A, um, until I got on the show. Right. I, wow. never, I never knew that there was, like, this underground survivor community that would, like, uh, tell, you know, the cast before they're out there. Like, I just never did that. I just always watched the show and never got into anything else, you know? It was just, like, my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So once I got on the show, this was like a whole new um, experience, a whole new community of people that I didn't even know existed out there. Mm, and, until they obviously ask you the, the questionnaire so that you've got your bio ready to go, right? Uh. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I've just pulled yours up here to see if there's anything exciting on yours. Um, I used quickly. on mine, I think it was like Sandra and Denise. Yeah, Sandra. Sandra, I mean, Denise, Sandra, and Malcolm. how could you not want to play like Sandra? She won twice, right? Exactly, so that's exactly. a no-brainer. Um, but I loved also the way Denise played the game. Yeah, you wrote, uh, I also loved Denise because she was smart, in good shape, and used her psychology background to help her. She was able to bring Malcolm and the older crowd, I'm going to play like that. There you go. That uh, well, yeah. sort of did, didn't you? So you, you lived up to your word, so good job. I um, did, except she won and I didn't. Well, you got to sort of... If I would have won my season, I would have taken her title away (laughs) and been the oldest woman competitor to ever win. You would have too. Yeah. Wow. Gee. I know. God damn it, jury. Screw you, worlds apart, jury. Damn it. I hate them all. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Now I'll just be older when I win. Yeah. Well, exactly. You'll smash the record rather than just casually breaking it. You will smash the record. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's what Perfect. Carolyn, it is always a pleasure having you on this show. It's so good to have you back on. Uh, best of luck with everything. Is there anything you want to, just before we let you go, uh, do you want to plug your social media or anything else out there that you've got going on that you want to give a bit, bit of a plug here before we uh, say farewell? Sure. You know what? I'm actually trying to grow my Instagram followers because you never know if you're ever going to need a fan vote. So <laughs> Carolyn Rivera 14 Tell everybody in Australia and the U.S. and wherever to start following me on Instagram, um, Carolyn Rivera 14 And uh, my website for, you know, I do speaking and motivational speaking and leadership uh, kind of uh, coaching. And so that website is carolynjrivera.com. CarolynJRivera.com, visit it, and we'll keep an eye out for that uh, podcast for sure and uh, obviously spread the word when that uh, gets out there, fan vote, RBF podcast, all those sort of things. Uh, But uh, pleasure to have you on the show, Carolyn. Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of the season uh, as well moving forward here with Survivor. All righty. Thanks so much. And a massive, massive thanks going out there once again to Carolyn for her time and giving us uh, a recap there. Always fun. Love Mama C. And, uh, yeah, just obviously, as I mentioned throughout that, just recently finished watching uh, Worlds Apart for the uh, second time. And and that wasn't even me sucking up. I actually did enjoy it a lot more on a second viewing, a lot more than I thought I would, uh, to be completely fair. And that's no disrespect, I think, to the season in general. I don't, I don't think the reputation of Worlds Apart has held up that well. Uh, just given some of the negativity that kind of went around with that season. But uh, I have to say that, yeah, second viewing it, it is a lot better than I remember it. Um, great characters, such a great character cast. Um, and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed Worlds Apart. So there you go. I can say that right now when she's not on the line and you think I'm probably sucking up to her. But uh, I will say a bit of a bit of news. I mean, you probably would have seen our post on our social media 
and wondered the lack of exit interview. Obviously, we uh, have the exit interviews now, and uh, you're expected uh, to have our Patrick chat, and we obviously tagged out there that to get your questions in, and we got a couple of great little questions in there to ask Patrick. Uh, I'll be completely honest with you, when technical issues here, we had some wind going on uh, around my house sort of overnight, some pretty bad wind uh, throughout Hobart, and uh, I woke up this morning uh, ready to go, ready for the, uh, the exit interview, and I had no power in my house, and that also meant that my phone hadn't charged, so I had no power on that somehow i luckily enough woke up even though like my alarm hadn't gone off and uh essentially um i was panicking because i had no way to communicate with cbs or channel 9 here in australia to let them know that guys i can't do this at the moment i've got no power and uh basically i didn't have any power uh until half an hour or so just before the carolyn uh recap was scheduled so Completely out of my control. I've reached out to, to CBS and to Channel 9 to apologise. And obviously, I've put the question to them if we can do it again in between now and next week, which I'm going to probably assume won't happen. Um, so, uh, complete honesty there with you. I'm not going to sort of come out here and, and tell some sort of, uh, you know, fib when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah, apologies for that. Apologies if Patrick happens to listen to this too, because I, I was so looking forward to talking to Patrick. You know, I was looking forward to talking to Patrick, given in terms of our, uh, you know, advertising, Bolt Movers. Uh, that's boltmovers.com, Nashville 615-219-9801, and Auburn 334-521-2092 for all your moving needs. Uh, also, you know, Patrick talking Australian and all this other stuff a week ago. So, yeah, I, I really do hope that uh, perhaps this might be able to be rescheduled between now and next week. Again, I, I would say the chances of that are very, very slim. If it does happen, we will let you know. But uh, if it doesn't happen, we'll get him on at some point uh, in the future because, yeah, very much wanted to talk to Patrick. And I, I deeply apologise to everybody out there who was looking forward to that exit interview. So next week, hopefully they'll be back per normal. And, uh, yeah, Friday the 13th at recording this, that might say something. Uh, people say that it's not a... A, a real thing Friday the 13th well for me it has been so there you go uh, now next week our recap and we're not 100% sure just who it is um more than likely, also, I won't be hosting next week's uh, recap. It will uh, be Colin at this stage, uh, but we will keep you updated. We're hoping po- perhaps to get Ethan Zon back on next week, uh, but we've got a few other people as well in the cards that uh, we'll bring to you. But again, we'll announce that to you throughout the week. Uh, but Ethan's our goal. As of right now, we will keep you updated whether or not that's uh, successful or not. So stay tuned to our social media pages. Of course, the Oz Network. Search us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. All those channels there you can find us on and uh, obviously communicate and get in contact with us and stay up to date with what's going on here with the Oz Network. Uh, just Australian Survivor fans, obviously, you know, the show's over and done with now, but uh, we will, as I mentioned in our flick recap the other day, still have our uh, rankings cast episode with Cable and myself, and Noah and I will be doing a general recap of the season uh, coming up very, very soon as well, so stay tuned for that for Survivor fans. And outside of Survivor, as always, got to tag the other products that we're putting out there here on the Oz Network. Our DC month starts tomorrow. Uh, we've got... Uh, our first recap of Man of Steel coming up, so stay tuned for that, followed by Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman in the lead-up to Justice League. We have our TV show recaps, Lost, our first Lost episodes begin on Monday with the pilot part one and part two, Noah and myself doing that one. Uh, our Nip Tuck coverage having a few weeks away just at the moment until we get back onto those, but our third watch ones continue next Wednesday uh, as we have our season one recap episode with Brandy and myself going over season one of third watch, so that's there. Um... 
Star Trek Discovery also has uh, has been posted. That was a few bits delayed there. Colin and Jamie putting that one up. And a few Halloween-themed episodes as well going through with Colin, Jamie, and Rossi. And, of course, we also have our Star Wars Last Jedi trailer reaction episode to come as well. So stay tuned for all of those. Keeping busy here in the Oz Network, we have got plenty of content to keep you excited and entertained. Uh, I just also want to backtrack. I did say I had a question sort of directed at me there by Rachel Harper. I just remembered to go through that one. Uh, Rachel asked me, please bring back Deb Eaton for sure. Just listen to your Noah episode throwing Jeff Varner in the mix. They are best friends or even a mini Outback reunion with Deb, Jeff, Tina, Jerry and Mad Dog. Uh, and will Benry be doing the podcast? I really want to hear from him again. Uh, I reached out to Benry uh, after the flick um, uh, episode. I haven't heard back from him just yet, but uh, hopefully he can join us. Uh, we would be definitely keen for Deb, but we haven't sort of reached out to any of those guys. Uh, Tina generally is a common one that we'll get on during the season, so we'd stay tuned there. Jerry's always a difficult one to get on, um, just because in sort of talking to her this year when I was uh, in Cincinnati as well, I don't think she really watches the show that much anymore as well, so that's kind of that one. Um, and yeah, Varna would be great. I'm not sure how much Varna maybe is involved in survivor sort of media post uh, what happened on game changes but uh we'll see how we go in terms of that one as well but we've got some good names coming up this season for recap episodes obviously our debbie one we still want to um re reschedule and a few other ones that we know that you will like some of our regulars as well as a few ones that we haven't had in a while as well so stay tuned obviously through our social pages for all of that and importantly if you like these episodes and want to keep up to date with them subscribe that's the easiest way you can get to them uh just uh, itunes of course the main one if you head to the itunes store search of the Oz Network, click the subscribe button, and of course, if you would uh, take a few moments of your time to leave us some feedback and rate us, we would very much appreciate that. And if you don't use iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, we're all there, um, and we obviously appreciate anything there as well that you can uh, give us on those services in the meantime. Thanks again to Carolyn for her time here on this recap. Thanks to all our listeners for sending in the questions as well as all the listeners who have tuned in right to the very end here of the Oz Network's recap of week three of Survivor Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. My name is Ben. It's been a pleasure having your company. Until we next week again, thank you for tuning to the Oz Network. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.